From the nation's capital to the Sunshine State. It's compelling. The high plains of Kansas and the northeast corner of the land of enchantment. It's Friday. The land of EWTN all across the Lone Star State. It's GRN Alive. Bringing you faith, fun, and facts. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us on the show. Call 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Good morning and welcome to GRN Alive here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. It is a beautiful, cold, cloudy, rainy morning here for us in North Texas. In fact, uh, don't be surprised if you hear some claps of thunder and some lightning. And uh, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy morning. And I know that scares you a little bit, Sissel, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going it's to be okay. Listen for also possible screams from Sissel in the background. <laughs> Sissel seriously said she was going to mute her mic, kind of like the debate last night. Uh, Got a little phonophobia going on over here. (laughs) All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Glad you're with us. Uh, Probably not as bad of weather where you are, but we need the rain here, and it's good. It feels like fall. Phone number 877-757-9424. We got the whole crew here. It is October 23rd, um, and we are in the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. Wow. How about that? Packed show for us. Uh, Cecil Anderson, of course, is here. Uh, Dr. Chris Malloy. Good morning, Dr. Malloy. How are you? Good morning. Great. Yeah, good to see you. Nice good, bow tie. Good, good match. To be here. Good is match. It, what is it? The music one? <laughs> alligators. You, you, you don't know what you. It's dark in my room. I just I just pull one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what it is. You you got to check yourself out on Facebook oh, if man. you want to see. Okay, it looks good though. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, Alex, how are you doing? Great. I had to come here by boat this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've done in a while. I've had paddle, a battle all the way over here. Boat? Yeah, just down O'Connor. It was nuts. All right. Yeah, uh, that was it. you. That was me. Yes. <laughs> I thought I me. saw a canoe. Yeah, yeah. You flashed your lights at me. And yeah. Like, kind of High yeah. five. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's pretty bad flooding situation. So pray for everybody out there. Dining Xavier is also here handling our Facebook and uh, Twitter feeds. If you want to see behind the scenes, uh, Alex has his cap on, but it isn't uh, uh, the the dogma lives loudly in me no, cap. Uh, that'll you know, that'll come cap. back. Uh, yeah. Those will come back. We, no, I woke up a little late today and I didn't have time. To had to get your paddle boat ready. Pretty, yeah. so okay. I had to get the paddle boat. Yeah. So. All right. Last, uh, we got some serious stuff to talk about today. The Pope's comments and uh, Steve Ray is going to join us talking about uh, whether or not you can be a one issue voter. And I'll just give you a little clue. He believes you can. Okay, we can agree, disagree, or agree with you on on with him on that. We're also going to talk about uh, the Fatima film. In fact, later on this hour, I'm going to give ten people the chance to get the Fatima DVD. What? Okay, later this hour, and you are not I, eligible. I'm already, oh, I'm already calling. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I got my phone right here too. I'm my ready daughter to go. will call. All right, so <laughs> ten people. Okay, you can be one of them. We're also going to be talking about a new film on Maximilian Colby called Two Crowns: The Incredible Story of Maximilian Colby. That guy was amazing. What's with all these films? This is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it's Alex and Sissel's influence. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know. And next week, we've got a film star coming on with us. Alex will tell us more about that in a second. But before we get to all that, I'm going to, for two weeks in a row, surprise Dr. Malloy and Alex with something, okay? Oh, boy. Every now and then, I like to have a little surprise. I love uh, surprises. Yeah, like I said, we've got a lot of serious, <laughs> deep stuff to talk about today. And this is not deep or serious. Sissel's very talented. She's, oh, she's no. got a good sense of, you know, kind of, I don't know. She's just kind of a clever, creative person. She put together a, a promo for this show. 
Awesome. Okay. Our show. A nice. promo for this show, Friday GRN Alive. And it's, it's a parody of a popular TV show from, what, the 60s and 70s, I think? 60s, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say no more. Here is Sissel's promo for GRN Alive Friday. Okay. Just sit right back and you'll hear about a Catholic radio show. A radio show on Fridays with the greatest team you'll know. The host is a mighty radio man. He leads us brave and sure. Three more of us are on the air for one hour straight. Our show starts at eight with the radio host, the producer, to the movie guy, the professor, and I. And here on GRN Alive. Oh, you got a lot. Fantastic. Did you see the references to you guys? Yes. Yes. The professor. And the movie guy. The movie guy. Not the movie star. Wow. And Diane. Wow. I I, I saw Diane. I'm so glad that your name, Diane. It was so helpful. I know. If she was like... Rebecca, or, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it wouldn't have happened. Hil- I will Hilda say, would not have it, worked. This was Dave's <laughs> idea. I can't claim the credit for all of us. Dave just walked by one day. He says, We need to do a promotion for a GR Live. And he's like, starts going on, like, Yeah, of Gilligan's Island. I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah. wow. That is so random. I don't know where it came awesome. from. You know, sometimes. So can this play every Friday? Can yeah. it play every day, actually. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. yeah. The movie I'm digging it. Guy. should be the, the intro. Yeah. I just want to give it a shout to out to my dad for helping me. He was uh, a backup, play the, backup singer. I know. Good job, Dad. Harmony was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We got people calling the show. I mean, like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> they, they love it. They want more. So, all it's right. A hit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Hope you did. Yeah, that, that's good. Sizzle's got a real creative sleek, uh, streak to her. And uh, again, uh, we'll, we'll play that another time. Uh, we actually played it on our Monday show, but uh, we didn't know if you guys were listening or not. I said, hope they're not because we yeah. wanted to surprise you. All right. There is a lot going on in the world right now. And Sissel uh, was going to lead us and a couple of news stories, but she's on the phone. And so let's uh, talk. Uh, like I, I mentioned, that Steve Ray is going to join us. We'll talk a, bit, a little about the, the debate and one issue voting. And you got the copies of the, the DVD. Uh, Rose Ganzuga, uh, Ganguza is the producer of the Fatima movie. And she's going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the DVD release and then the Maximilian Colby uh, uh, film as well. We are in challenging times. Bishop Strickland from the Diocese of Tyler uh, tweeted today, We find ourselves in a battle between good and evil like never before in modern times. Remember, as we do every Friday, that Jesus Christ suffered and died to conquer evil. He is risen, but each of us must seek his light by our daily choices for good. And so, amen. We are in a, definitely in a time of good and evil. Let's talk about this um, big story that came out this week, which had to do with the documentary called Francesco about Pope Francis, premiered on Wednesday at the Rome Film Festival. And in one part of the movie that received a lot of attention this week, uh, Pope Francis was being interviewed, and it, uh, he was speaking in Spanish. Uh, he comments on the issue of same-sex attracted people, and his words in response to the question uh, elicited a lot of controversy this week. And the English translation, as best as I can see, uh, and I talked to Martin Erzmendi, our Spanish GM, uh, said, Homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. You can't kick someone out of a family nor make their life's life miserable for this. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I mean, obviously, they're, they're children that's, of God. That's yeah. right. And that's, of course, we have to pre- make a precision here, that's just because of a de facto orientation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not uh, lifestyle right. related. So lifestyle relation, that's a different matter. 
mm-hmm. other things come into play. Anyway. Yeah, and so then he went on to say, and again, this is an English translation. He said, what we have to have is a civil union law. That way, they are legally covered. Now, that was the line. Those two sentences were the ones that caused all the controversy. I'm going to talk a little bit about the... Uh, the the fallout from it, and then Dr. Malloy and uh, Alex, you guys can jump in and talk. You know, what do people know about this? Need to know about this? Cardo Burke has put out a statement. Uh, a lot of people have. There's been a lot of talk about this. Uh, the AP's headline says Francis becomes first pope to endorse same-sex civil unions. Uh, the New York Times said Pope Francis, in a shift for the Church, voices support for same-sex civil unions. Um, Washington Post says Pope Francis calls for civil union laws to same-sex couples. Probably the most egregious one, uh, it came from the highest circulated UK newspaper. You saw this story? The headline said, Pope blesses gay weddings. (laughs) Uh, Father James Martin put out a tweet where he was actually on video. He said, and this is an exact quote, Uh, from Father James Martin, this is completely different from other popes have said in the past. Pope Francis is the first pope ever to use the word gay, for example. He's the first pope to ever speak so warmly about LGBT people. He's the first person to ever speak positively about same-sex civil unions in any way. I think he meant the first pope. So, Father Martin said, this is historic. This is a real change in tone and a change in direction. All right, so I can't tell you how many people texted me, emailed me, called me, and said, what is going on? Everybody I've spoken to in the GRN said the same thing. I'm sure y'all got same. got the same thing. Yeah. Uh, students probably saying, Dr. Malloy, what's going on? What's happening? How do we respond? Yeah, the first thing you need to do is ask, did the Pope say this or did he not say it? Right? Yeah. Now, you know the film, uh, or could we? this is a splicing of two different interviews slash two different uh, talks from the Pope, and they splice them together. So the second um, has a lot more oomph It when put in juxtaposition with the first. The first dealt with a child who exhibits this orientation. Don't kick him out of your home. He has a right to, to be part of your family, he or she, um, even though they, they have this objective disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's what it is. Um, all right. That's the, but the way when you juxtapose these two, it sounds as though I, a, you know, a homosexual person have a right to my family. Yeah. And that sounds like adoption and all that. Okay. So that was immediately jarring the way the film did that. No doubt deliberately. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. But that's what I call an alleged word of a Pope because it was the filmmaker splicing these two things together, giving you a meaning not the actual words of the Pope. The other thing you need to do is ask, is it authoritative or not? It's not. It's the words of a man who happens to be Pope. They're not papal words. Yeah. No authority at all. Cardinal Brooks says this in his statement, which is marvelous. So, what we have is a private opinion aired publicly from a man who happens to be Pope. That's the way with status. Cardinal Burke does the proper thing, and he compares it with actual church teaching. And he says it doesn't measure up to the church teaching. So, where should listeners go? Well, there's actually four documents to go to, but if you start the most recent one, it's the 2003 document uh, concerning civil unions. 
proposed legislation for civil unions. Uh, 2003, Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith. You can look it up on the Vatican website. What does it say? <laughs> In those situations where homosexual unions have been legally recognized or have been given the legal status and rights belonging to marriage, clear and emphatic opposition is a duty. Mm-hmm. Another one, yeah. civil law cannot contradict right reason without losing its binding force on conscience. Lastly, uh, there's a bunch of them here, but, um, well, allowing children to be adopted by persons in such unions would be, quote, doing violence to these children. And then another one, um, the inevitable consequence of legal recognition of homosexual unions would be the redefinition of marriage. These are teachings of the church. Lastly, if it is true that all Catholics are opposed to, um, are ob- obliged to oppose the legal recognition of homosexual unions, Catholic politicians are obliged to do so in a particular way. Okay, yeah. and then it goes on and says, "Look, if they're proposed, so someone's proposing a union, you have the clear and emphatic duty to publicly oppose it." If it's already there, then you can work to mitigate it, okay? So, what they don't say is you can work at a minimal law to avoid the bigger... No, no, they say Mm -hmm. you have to oppose, period. Then, once it's on the books, you can chip away at it. Yeah. It's the same thing with abortion, right? So, you can't say, okay, we'll allow... You know, there's no abortion allowed, let's say. We'll allow first trimester. No, no, you have to oppose that, period. Mm -hmm. Once abortion carte blanche is on there, then you can do a law that says, okay, only first trimester. Does that make sense? Um, So why is this? Because this is not just private behavior in a, in a, in a room, right? This, which is, which also affects society uh, in, in indirect ways, but this is actually public. We are presenting ourselves as a union. Okay. People will argue, Hey, you know, they, they, they need the legal protection, the rights. Well, uh, the other CDF documents uh, from 1992, 1998, 1986, excuse me, on uh, non-discrimination legislation regarding non-discrimination of homosexual persons, 92, uh, pastoral care of homosexual persons, 86. What do they say? They say there is no conceivable right that emanates from the homosexual orientation. No right emanates. Why? Because it's an objective disorder. We have rights as people, as human beings, we have rights. We don't have special rights because of this orientation. That, that's actually, a, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a, there's no foundation there. My, yeah, my biggest concern, and I, and I appreciate that, that insight, and you know what Cardinal Burke and uh, Bishop Strickland and a lot of these bishops have done, but the, the, the typical person is, is unfortunately not listening to Catholic radio. They're not going and checking out what the catechism has to say. They're checking out that headline or the, the CNN headline where, oh, the, the, the church must be changing their mind. Uh, Cardinal, Cardinal Burke said such declarations generate great bewilderment and cause confusion and error among Catholic faithful inasmuch as they are contrary to the teachings of sacred scripture and sacred tradition and of the recent magisterium by which the church guards, protects, and interprets the whole deposit of faith contained in sacred scripture and sacred tradition 
They cause wonderment and error regarding the Church's teaching among people of goodwill who sincerely wish to know what the Catholic Church teaches. I had a friend text me and say, and uh, this is a guy that I've known for many years, a very, very faithful Catholic, and he said, Dave, I, I'm questioning being a Catholic. I mean, yep. it, it, people, people, that this, uh, that, that's what I want. Does the Holy Father realize this? Yeah, there's a, a, a person that's famous. I'm not going to mention his name, but um, on Facebook, uh, uh, he, he lived the lifestyle big time converted to Catholicism and has been carrying the wounds, literally physical wounds. We need not go yeah. into the details of that lifestyle with him. And he is thinking about leaving. He's yeah. been a hero for so many people pulling themselves out of that dreadful way of life. We're talking about, so he have to distinguish here when father Martin says, um, gay, we're talking about a way of life. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about orientation. We distinguish yeah. orientation is not sinful unless you exacerbate it. Um, the, uh, but the, but the actions are sinful. Yeah. I mean, we, we, all, we all have certain orientations to sin. I mean, don't yeah. we? I mean, we Intemperance. all have concupiscence. I mean, I, I, I have a tendency to eat too much. I mean, we all have, there is uh, a difference. Uh, uh, There's a difference in that, in that, so let's say uh, most men have a difficulty, an attractive woman walks by and maybe a double take, you know, yeah, a yeah. tendency to double take, let's right, say. Yeah. Um, that's an objective good. It's still natural. It's natural. Yeah. This, we're talking about objective disorder. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a different kind of concupiscence. Yeah, it's important right. to remember that's a, that. that's a good point. That's a good point. And that's why some people say, oh, more, you know, sin is sin. But, but some sins are, are, are and, and tell, tell me if I'm right about this, they're, they're wrong, but they're still of a natural order. I mean, if I eat eight slices of pizza, that can be the sin of gluttony, but it's still natural that I was attracted to that pizza. Yeah, right? so to, 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 you know, a man and a woman to, to love each other, that's natural. Yeah. Um, this particular woman, if it's not your wife, then, you know, yeah, that's, 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 that's a mortal sin. But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for that uh, insight. This is GRN Alive, and we invite you to join us. And we are joined now by uh, a, a dear friend and a wonderful Catholic apologist, convert, pilgrimage guide, speaker, all-around good guy. CatholicConvert.com is his website, and he is Steve Ray. <laughs> Joins us. Steve, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. I'm doing very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got the whole crew here, so you may hear some different voices uh, asking you questions. But, uh, Steve, I caught a, a an article that, that you posted on social media saying that you were going to be on uh, Father McTague's program talking about in defense of single-issue voting. You wrote a st- an article called, If Slavery Were Legal, Slavery Would Be a Single-Issue Vote for Voters. And uh, I just want to lead into this. Uh, in talking about, I, I know you're going to talk about the importance of the abortion issue, and you probably watched the debate last night, like I, like I did, and, and most of us here. Uh, and they, they felt it necessary to talk about coronavirus for, you know, another 30 minutes again, and the exact same questions, the same answers. They thought North Korea was really important to talk about, and uh, of course, the environment and, uh, 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 you know, racism again. But not a single question about abortion and the, the thousands of children killed in the womb. And I, I find that really odd. But let me th- just say that and then your thoughts on the debate and then kind of lead us into um, the article you wrote and why, why you wrote it. Well, of course, those issues are brought up again because we had another liberal Democrat uh, anti-Trumper moderator who chose the questions. Of course, you're going to not have anything about abortion because abortion is the main sacrament 
of the liberal left. Let's face it. If there is one issue voting for Catholics, there's also one issue voting for the liberals. That is their main issue. All you had to do was watch the Supreme Court justice um, uh, with the debates about Amy Coney Barrett, and you will see that abortion is the number one issue, and most liberals are going to vote on that issue. But I want to make one thing very clear. I am personally opposed to slavery, but I don't want to infringe on people's rights to own slaves. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? No, not at all. No, it's totally ridiculous. And in the 1850s, there was a Supreme Court ruling, the Dred Scott ruling, that said that black people were not citizens according to the Constitution. They were less than citizens because they weren't really human to base is basically what it said. So they were not citizens or could not be citizens, which led to the Civil War about a decade later. Now we have a very similar Supreme Court justice ruling, Roe versus Wade, that says that unborn babies are not citizens of the United States, that they are not real human beings, and that uh, that people say, well, I'm personally opposed to abortion, but I don't want to stop a woman from her right to an abortion. The, the, the euphemisms fly. They call it right to uh, choosing, right to life, um, health care reproductive rights. These are no more health care then having a slave is um, is freedom. When you say health care today, reproductive health care, what you're talking about is abortion. And, wh- and we in America have accepted the fact that we have come up with new words for things to make them sound less bad yeah, than it, they really are. Yeah, the euphemism. Yes, it's a euphemism. If we said, well, I'm, I'm in favor of ripping a baby, slicing and dicing him in his mother's womb and ripping out his body parts in sections and throwing him in the trash, you wouldn't get quite the response if you say reproductive freedom or reproductive health care. And so we have changed the words to mean something different. And I think it's a travesty. You know, Dave, they have the story of the frog. You put him in a frying pan of cold water and then you turn the heat up slowly till it's boiling the frog won't jump out because he doesn't notice the temperature change because it's slow enough well the same thing with our culture when my my mom is 99 years old right now and she's still lucid as can be and i'm going to go visit her in two days and she says that she doesn't recognize her country anymore. She said, Steve, when I was a young girl growing up, we didn't even know what the word abortion meant. We would have never dreamed of two men getting married. And now, not only are they legal in our country, but we're supposed to applaud for them, and we're supposed to pay for them with our taxes. So we have, we're like the frog. Our culture has slowly, slowly, slowly brought these things on, and we, like the frog, sit in the pan of water until it's boiling, and then it's too late to do anything about it. Yeah, and, uh, and it's amazing. Steve Ray joining us here on GRN Live. If you have a question or you want to co- comment on this topic, or maybe you saw the debate last night, especially on one-issue voting. Do you think we should be one-issue voters? 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. And you talked about the moderators, and I, I don't know why all the moderators have to be kind of of the same ilk. You know, uh, I know. You, you would never see, you know, Sean Hannity or Mark Levin. They get to negotiate. Why can't Trump pick a better one? Well, I that that's uh, I don't know. And that's, why does it end up where Trump ends up debating the not moderator or the moderator yeah, shuts him yes. up and, and is throwing softball questions? She did, a, I have to admit, throw a good couple good questions at Biden. Yeah. But it all seems to be anti-Trump, and it really seems unfair. But he still is up for the task. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, we all obviously, as Catholics, we need to be concerned about the environment. I mean, it, and Pope Francis, this is something he's very serious about, obviously. But when 
President Trump has to get into the nitty-gritty of solar power and windmills and clean water, clean air, CO2 emissions, I mean, we're talking about the particulars. Why are the particulars of abortion never brought up? Late-term abortion, describe it. Talk about the the governor of Virginia talking about the, the baby that's born, and then yes. the, the doctor and the mother get to decide whether the, the baby gets to live. Because you ne- You never hear details of abortion. The reason that is, is because it's a ghastly, gory um, procedure. Nobody wants to talk about it. They want to do it behind uh, walls and act like it doesn't really happen. And it also is the sacrament of the left. That's If we have the Eucharist as our sacrament, which is about life, they have the one about death in theirs. And the fact is, if you bring up what it really is, the American people have, over the last two decades, swung in favor of pro-life. Fewer and fewer are in favor of abortion. The ones who are are the liberal left, and they're very loud. Devils. That's why you hear about it all the time, because they're loud. But the fact is, is that American population has, has moved generally in the favor of pro-life and against abortion, the more science tells us. You know, Biden always says, it's about the science. It's about, well, yes, it is about the science. And these are human beings from the moment of conception. That's the science. Steve. So if de- you care about science, you care about the unborn baby. Devil's advocate question. A lot yeah. of Catholics are out there, a lot of them, and this is the group I think we need to sway. All right, they're out yep. there saying, "Yeah, you got abortion on one side, but you got a whole host of other things. You got those five hundred plus kids uh, that are stuck at the border, gravely immoral. Uh, you've got uh, minimum wage, uh, or, or you know, generally, let's put it this way: once you're born, the Republicans don't care about you. That's the argument, and then they're going to execute you if you, um, you know, d- do something capital. Uh, well, so here's a, here's a list. we got to argue here's a against list of that. Some of those. Issues, racism, gun ownership, immigration, poverty, homelessness, medical care, war, end-of-life issues, abortion, euthanasia, human trafficking, pornography. We could go on and on with a list of all the moral issues. There are a lot of moral issues we need to address in this country. I would propose that Trump is already addressing all of those issues in a very positive way. If you look at that list, he is working on all of those which have been ignored for the last 20 or 30 years. He's working on all of those. But the fact is, is there one issue that is primary over the other moral issues. The bishops of the Catholic Church said yes. A few like Supich and McElroy, and I don't mind calling them out. We ought to stop playing games and say, uh, call a spade a spade. McElroy of San Diego and Supich of Chicago both opposed that idea and said there are a lot of moral issues that are equal that we need to deal with. The fact is, is that the bishops of the United States, and the Pope would say the same thing, is that there's one issue that is primary over all the others. If you get the human life issue wrong. If you say that human life is not valuable, none of those others stand either. Those, all of those other moral issues stand on the, one, on the one peg that all of human life is valuable. If human life is not valuable, then who cares about guns or war or human trafficking? If human life is dispensable, then all of those other things are meaningless. The fact is, is that there is one issue that is stronger and more important than any other, and it's the human life issue. And I'll say this, if you send a rocket ship off to a planet 
like we're doing those kind of things in our country and in others' countries too. You send a, a spaceship out to go to a planet. If you're one millimeter off in the trajectory, that air, that spaceship is going to land a million miles away from its target. If you start out a whole a, a country and a constitution with one issue off, like human life, and you have that wrong, everything else is going to come out wrong. Everything else is going to be off base and is going to end up a million miles from where we wanted our country to be. And that is the issue of abortion. And it had, I, we had the best homily last Sunday. I went up to the priest afterwards and commented and I wrote a letter to the, to the parish. He said, we have to put God first, obviously. Politicians are not our saviors. Jesus Christ is our savior. All things have to be God first. Then we have to also give to Caesar. And in giving to Caesar, we have to be concerned about all the issues. But when it comes right down to it, he said abortion and the life issue is the number one issue. If God loved us so much that he created us in his image, what do you think he thinks about the slaughter of unborn babies? This is the primary issue. And I think that when, I know I'm talking too much here, but I have short time. But when <laughs> politicians say that, well, we can't be one-issue voters, like McElroy and, and Supich have done, you can't be one-issue voters because there's all the others, or they have this other argument called the seamless garment. All what that is is it's a smokescreen. It is a way. It's a dissembling. It's a way of putting up a smokescreen to allow you to vote for liberal Democratic uh, politicians and ignore the human rights issue. It is only a smokescreen. If you get the human issue uh, wrong, you've got everything wrong, and that's the way Catholics should vote. And by the way, the Republican Party, all those other moral issues, they're doing very good on all of those issues as well. Hey, Steve, uh, just have about a minute and a half remaining, but uh, you know, you talk about the arguments uh, on the other side, and Dr. Um, uh, Malloy brought that up as well. But you know, the, probably their biggest argument is, you know, my body, my choice, my body, my choice, right? But well, that's, it doesn't seem. Exactly oh, hold what on, I hold say on. About wearing masks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Body, my choice. And what about like when the vaccine comes out? Is that going to be a good argument if uh, somebody That's wants right. to mandate a vaccine? Can we say, hey, my body, my choice? They're going to say, forget you, man. Forget this. That's exactly put right. that there needle in your arm. There's a huge double standard in our country, and it's there because we've allowed it to be there. We need to fight back Catholics and Christians and all people of goodwill. We need to link arms and start fighting against this liberal, uh, secular, atheistic culture that's trying to force itself on us and have double standards. I, for one, won't take it anymore. I'm going to the grocery store in a couple of minutes, and I have a T-shirt on, and it says, the dogma speaks loudly within me. <laughs> and that's what we Catholics ought to start doing, letting the dogma speak loudly from within us. Yeah, we, we have we, to be in the public square. Yeah. yeah we, I we, am in the, I'm going right into the public square. I'm going to wear that T-shirt. <laughs> We've we got that picture up on our Facebook page right now of you. In fact, uh, send me one of those. I'll send you 15 bucks. You send me one of those. If you, I don't know if you're selling I'll them or not. I'll get you one. Hey, uh, Steve, uh, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate you being with us. CatholicConvert.com. Do you want to take 30 seconds and promote the, uh, the apologetics conference that's going on this weekend? Because I know you're going to be yes. part of that, right? Just, yeah, if you could. It is. We have an apologetics conference going on right now. Matt Frad started it. It's starting at noon today, and it's going to be, uh, there's already, I think, over 20,000 people registered. It's totally free. 50 speakers, all the big Catholic speakers and apologists in the country. But please go to my website to link on, because if there's, you know, there's, it goes to our benefit, and I'm unemployed for a year because pilgrimages are down. We're starting again. Look at my website. we got a bunch of pilgrimages coming up next year. But go to CatholicConvert.com. It's right there on the 
the front. If you click on that link, you can join the Apologetics Conference for free, and any and, and then it really helps our family too. By um, you know some the the conference is paying us a little bit for people who sign on with our link. So if you go to CatholicConvert.com, sign that link, you can have a whole weekend of the 50 best Catholic uh, conference speakers. And my my talk is on sola scriptura why it cannot work, and a short history of the Bible. And I'm on tonight for an hour with live Q&A questions. CatholicConvert.com. All right, Steve Ray, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. Anytime. I love being with you guys. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks for your boldness, and thanks for all you do. Steve Ray, he's one of my favorite guests on the radio. I love him. He's he's kind of fired up. He's, he is uh, fired. He's, he's enthusiastic. I like that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk about... The Fatima movie DVD that is out right now. Has everybody, we've all seen it. Cecil, Cecil, yes, you finally I saw, saw it. I finally <laughs> saw it. <laughs> yes. All right. And not only that, we've got 10 of them to give away. And, uh, I'm text my daughter now. <laughs> yeah, just say change her name. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. If, we don't, if we don't give all 10 of them away, uh, you'll get one. All right. My so. wife will call with her maiden name. <laughs> <laughs> no, she can call. She's eligible. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Solidarity HealthShare is rebuilding Catholic healthcare in America. We conform to the moral guidelines of the Catholic Church so you never have to worry about your healthcare dollars paying for anything that violates your conscience. From conception to natural death, we strive to serve all healthcare needs, protect human life, celebrate families, and promote the dignity of all people. Join Solidarity HealthShare in restoring and rebuilding authentic Catholic healthcare by signing up at SolidarityHealthShare.org, a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, this is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I wanted you to meet two more GRN family members, David and Sammy. David Magianis joined the GRN on July 8, 2019, as the GRN's administrative manager. He is located in the KSHJ offices and studio in Houston, Texas. David and his wife Michelle have four daughters. David loves to coach the basketball team of the Catholic school that his two youngest daughters attend. Sammy Rodriguez Rodriguez is the GRN's business manager and joined the GRN on January 21st, 2020. He lives in Midland, Texas and previously owned an insurance agency. However, he and his wife Perla decided it was time for a career change to better serve our Lord. Sammy and Perla have three young children. We are so very thankful to our GRN family for all they do to keep the Guadalupe Radio Network stations on the air. This has been your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic radio, radio for your soul. Yeah, All right, we are back, and this is Jaron uh, Live Friday edition, beautiful October 23rd. Thanks for joining us, and we got the whole crew here, Cecil and Dr. Malloy and Alex Trevino, Diane Xavier's doing our social media. If you want to go to Facebook or Twitter and check us out, our handle is uh, at GRN online. And my name is Dave Palmer. We also do a show on Mondays, same time with Joe and the crew from Houston. And so please tune in for that. And there's a replay on Saturday mornings as well. You just can't get enough of GRN Live. Do they replay both shows? 
No, they go, it goes back and forth. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah alternates from uh, what one time is that? To, to, uh, nine, nine o'clock. Because uh, sometimes central. I'm just you know buzzing around the radio. I'm like, oh, that's us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, Dad, is that you on the radio? <laughs> yeah, it's it's caught me by surprise a few times as well. Yeah, so if you want to just can't don't get enough can't get enough of the Jaron alive. Uh, but uh, Joe and the team uh, do a great job on Mondays as well. All right, so here we go, and we are going to talk about the Fatima movie. We talked to the uh, one of the producers. Uh, Dick Lyles previously, and I had a chance to uh, interview Stephanie Gill, who uh, played uh, the, the the lead in, in the in, uh, in the movie. And now we are talking about the DVD release because it is now available for, for the DVD release, FatimaTheMovie.com. And Rose Ganguza is the producer of the movie, and she joins us now. Good morning, Rose. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Hey, good, good. Thanks for joining us. And I want to say Thank that uh, anybody that wants uh, a DVD, Carmel Communications uh, has given us 10 of them. And so, uh, Cecil, yes? We have nine now. Oh, okay, we got one. Did Rose did Rose call in and ask for one or what? Uh, Rose? Yes, yes, Rose called and asked. No, I don't have my DVD. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think your mother called in. Oh, okay, I'm guessing if you're the producer of the movie, you don't have to call into radio shows to get a copy of the DVD. <laughs> that but, would be unfortunate uh, if that was the case. All right, so yeah. we're going to talk to Rose, and if uh, you call up, uh, we maybe you know, just give you 30 seconds or so, comment on the movie, maybe you saw it, uh, why you'd like it, maybe your thoughts on Fatima, but uh, we'll have to be quick since we got so many to give away. Nine of them remain. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Uh, Rose, I, I read your, your bio, and you are known as the godmother of emerging filmmakers. And uh, it seems like you have just done a lot. And uh, eclecticism is what comes to mind when I look at all the different kind of movies that you've uh, produced. And so uh, what attracted you to this particular film? I think it, it rem- when uh, Dick and um, his partner from Origin Entertainment came to me with it, and they had a script, and um, and uh, they had a number of other scripts, and I saw Fatima, and I me- immediately remembered the nuns back in Catholic school showing us the 1952 film on a white sheet with a with a projector. So uh, it was something personal for me. It's the first time I've ever. Um, tackled doing um, anything with a religious theme, but I think of all the Marian apparitions, this is the one that people even outside the church know about, and it was fascinating to me to have the opportunity to be able to retell it in a different way, which would be from the point of view of the children, and um, and then to go back, you know, to when Lucia was older in the convent, and to see if she changed her mind or if she had any doubts about what it was that she saw. And, of course, she didn't. But the creation of the Harvey Keitel character came to me because I had seen um, some some photographs of when Mel Gibson had, had visited her in the, the cloister uh, before she died. And that image just always stuck with me because he was on the other side side of the great and and speaking to her um and i thought if we created a character like that that character could represent everybody who didn't believe or everybody who was a skeptic i liked i really liked that that, that aspect that just was marvelous and he, mm-hmm. he left like well i guess i don't want to say but you know it's just what, give it away or, no i don't uh, want to give it away but i, I like that character <laughs> i like that aspect that was really nice 
Yeah, yes. powerful. And as a producer, you know, doing a, a film that really has to do with a supernatural event, or how the, how does that change things? I I think other than the, uh, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, this is one of the most uh, important historical events in the history of the world. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, you know, uh, how, how did that, uh, from a producer standpoint... Well, uh, you know, I mean, as someone who's done quite a few movies and has, you know, some... Um, some uh, credence in the in the, the entertainment community. I thought that all I had to do was, you know, restructure the script the way I want, bring in, you know, a great director and and a good team, and I could sell this immediately. What we usually do when we take on a project is we try to pre-sell it or get a studio involved or, you know, people. And it took me five years, and and that's with you know, me being able to get on Bocelli and Harvey and Sonia and, you know, the cast we had and everything, it was a tough go because um, Catholic themes or anything even remotely attached to, to Catholicism um, is, is, is really difficult to get people to um, embrace in, in this community. And now, as it turns out, because of all of the, the the things that happened of us not being able to do the wide release we were planning with hoteling and everything um, because of COVID, it turns out that all of a sudden it's it's a film that's prescient and that deals exactly with what we're going through at the moment. Yeah, Rose uh, joins us. Uh, Rose uh, Ganguza, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, producer of the Fatima yes, film, yes, FatimaTheMovie.com. And uh, Rose, I can't tell you how quickly the, the phone lines lit up uh, as soon as I mentioned that we had DVDs. Uh, it, it just <laughs> exploded, and there's a lot of excitement about this. In fact, I don't know how to handle all these people. <laughs> if they all get uh, you know 15 seconds, let, let's try this. Let's just have some fun with it and see what we can do. Again, uh, the DVD release is out now, and uh, this has been a, a strange year for movies, and like Rose said, it, it hasn't been typical in the way that the movie was released, but we do encourage everybody to, to buy this and put this into your library. Show it to your, uh, to, to your children and uh, let them know the significance of this event. Fathomofthemovie.com, available now on DVD. All right, so everybody has to forgive me because we don't have much time, but let me just get a few people. Uh, Joshua in Dallas uh, is here. Joshua, uh, what, what do you want to say about the, the Fatima movie? Just got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Th- thank you for calling. I- you're welcome. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to commend the Rose, first off, and everyone else involved in the movie. It is a beautiful work of cinematic art, um, something that I think is missing even in the secular world today. So to bring that into the religious space is amazing. And I just commend you. We loved the film and we're excited to receive a DVD. All right. Yeah, Josh. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. And again, nobody might know. Can I can I hang up on people, Cecil? Once we talk to them, if they're okay, I don't want to. Okay, Josh, I'll keep you on hold. Uh, Again, let me let me get a few more. Uh, Maria calling from somewhere. (laughs) All these look at these names: Joshua, Maria. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Maria, go ahead. We got you. Got thirty seconds. What would you like to say about the Fatima film? Thank you for calling. Maria, are you there? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Maria. Yes, um, <clears throat> I haven't seen the movie, uh, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. So I'm just excited to have it. And you're going to get it, Maria. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
yeah, so Rose, uh, yeah, thanks, Marie. I'll put you on hold and we'll make sure we get that to you. Uh, Rose, for, uh, you, you know, what, what, what people might say, gosh, there's been a number of uh, movies about Fatima, and I know you said it's from the perspective of the kids. What else is unique about this one? I think what's unique is we put it into the historical context of what was going on in the rest of the world and uh, why this became so relevant. I mean, it was in the middle of World War I. Um, all of Western Europe, of course, was sacrificing brothers, sons, and, and husbands to the war, and many of them didn't come back, and it was an awful war. And also um, on the eve of the 1918 world pandemic of the Spanish flu, um, the two younger children died from that flu within a year of the last apparition. Um, so it, there's a lot of parallels with what is happening today. It was a world in chaos, and from the perspective of their small, small town, they were thrown into um, basically a world uh, in crisis, and these three very innocent children yeah, that's for sure. Alex Trevino is here. He's actually a filmmaker, and so I think he had a question for you as well, Rose. Yeah, Rose, I just wanted to ask you about the children actors. You know, as you know, um, you know, child actors when they carry a movie, there's a lot of pressure on them to sort of deliver the performance. And y'all, just those three yeah. kids were unbelievable. They were so, so, so great. And I just wanted to see if you had any insight on the casting process with them. Like, did, when those three walked in, did you know that those three were the ones? Uh, how long was that process for y'all? Yeah, first we started in England because we were doing an English act, uh, uh, English language film, and we we found some kids, but they were okay. They weren't great. And then one of our English casting agents said, um, "I've got somebody in Spain." And of course, the Spanish uh, market is very big with telenovelas and has a very active film community. So it it was incredible. We saw hundreds and hundreds of children, but the minute we saw Stephanie, we were like blown away. She, for me, she's like a young Audrey Hepburn, and um, I immediately called a very dear friend of mine in London, who's been Dan Ratcliffe's agent since he was started. I mean, literally since his first gig. Oh wow! Um, even before Harry Potter and to Portugal and she signed up Stephanie and now the girl is blowing up. I mean, it's great. You know, I, I'm just so happy that I got her with someone who I know will take care of her and her family and her career. But, um, and the other two children equally, the little boy is, was Billy Elliot on the stage in, in Madrid. He is an amazing dancer um, and performer and the little girl it has an American father and a Spanish mother, and she was from Barcelona. Um, but I was glad we, we picked three children who actually believed what they were acting. You know, they, and they became very, very, very close friends and are still very close today, which was wonderful. You know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great pleasure working with them and their families. That's awesome. Uh, Rose, thanks so much. Thanks for what you do, Thank and thanks you. for bringing this to film. Uh, it, it's a great story, and just encourage everybody, uh, other than the 10 who win the DVD today by calling in, uh, get to that website and support good movies so that more of them can be made. Fatima, yeah, we hope. The, com. Uh, we've been speaking to Rose uh, Ganguza, producer of the film. So, Rose, great talking to you, and we've had tremendous response. Thank so, you. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of enthusiasm. Thank you, Rose. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. God Bye. bless.
gotcha. And uh, so, so I've, I've lost track. I don't know uh, how many we've given away. It was like, gave out the phone number one time and just all the lines lit up. Wow. You know? It's like candy at Halloween. Well, <laughs> yeah. not this year, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Last year's Halloween. Bad analogy, Alex. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So I'll tell you what. We're going to take, uh, I, Sissel's overloaded because now she's got to get another guest yeah. on the phone. <laughs> hey. <we're> gonna, uh, <laughs> I am back. Okay. So where, where are we? I, I, mean, I, I believe we have all of two no yes two left i still have a couple people i need to clear on the phone so but yes we have two left okay uh and susan wants to talk yes uh, she well, wanted me, to say give uh, a comment she's seen it yeah okay uh okay susan's seen it Let, let's go to susan, uh, susan real quickly and then we got to take a break and, and get our next guest on the line susan thank you um we're gonna have to limit you to about 30 seconds but tell us what you liked about the movie and thank you for calling uh, it was amazing the scenery was just like Fatima, I've been there, and it was a beautiful story, and the parts that showed the children in such dire distress in certain parts of their lives, and and just the fact that they were um, taken care of by Our Lady at all periods of time is just incredible, and so the children, the children are seeing this, and, and uh, seeing that we need to pray more rosaries, and it's a very important part of our life. Yeah, that's so for sure. We thank you for that. We thank we thank you for making the movies and uh, keep on making them because we need more of these for the younger children. Amen. I hope Rose is still listening. Thank you, Susan. Really appreciate that comment. Uh, we got to take a one minute break. Are we ready for this, Sissel? And then uh, we're going to come back and talk about another film. Uh, like, uh, who was it that said? Why are all these films coming yeah, out right yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, and this one is on Maximilian Colby. It's called Two Crowns The Amazing Story of Maximilian Colby. And he certainly is an, an amazing, amazing person. Uh, the website is twocrownsmovie.com. And did you know, I, I don't know, Alex, how much you know about Maximilian Colby? He he started newspapers. Yeah, he he was a like like an amateur radio guy right. in Japan, and, and he was doing a missionary. And it's funny because I don't know if you saw the trailer yet. No, I haven't. Uh, he's asked like he he wants to go to China and Japan and India, and they said, "Do you speak any of those languages?" And he said. No, and you got any money? No. no. That's my kind of guy. It's like, you know what? I'm winging it. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk to, uh, the, we're going to have a, a short conversation. Oscar Delgado, associate producer of Two Crowns, uh, right after this. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. I've never heard y'all before. There is this lady with her big white SUV, and on the back of the windshield is this big cross with y'all's radio station underneath. Put it on y'all's radio station anyhow, and then it starts talking about the saints and how the saints give you signs, and they lead you into the right direction. I just appreciate you and God for putting that sign in my life and letting me know that it, it is Him, and it's okay. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. 
All right, uh, we are back. Boy, this has been a fast-moving show, hasn't it? Yes. I feel it's like a lot of uh, guests. Yeah, a lot of guests, yeah. a lot of topics. We're just moving. Yeah, moving, moving. Yeah. <laughs> 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. And, and Cicel has been earning her money this morning. Boy, she's been busy. <laughs> Phones are ringing. She's got to, I mean, run the board, get the, the spot sets going, talk to people. And so uh, thank you, Cicel. And Diane's running our social media. So go to Facebook or Twitter and do at GRN, uh, uh, at GRN online. Okay. And I think we may have a couple more of the DVDs of Fatima. Uh, call and ask this. And uh, phone number 877-757-9424. I don't know. You can find out from her. All right. We now, as I mentioned, are joined by uh, Oscar Delgado, associate producer of a new film uh, that is coming out on a one-day release, Monday, October 26th, this coming, one night only, uh, release for the movie, and it is called Two Crowns, The Amazing Story of Maximilian Colby, the great saint of Auschwitz, twocrownsmovie.com, and Oscar joins us now. Oscar, good morning. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. You there, Oscar? I'm right here. Can you? I'm All right. right. Here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good morning. Yeah, How good are you morning. doing? Yeah, we don't have a lot so of time. Good. Yeah, let me let me just uh, throw it over to you and tell tell our listeners about the film, the one night release on Monday, and and what's special and unique about this telling of about this great saint. Well, I think the, there's a couple of things. I mean, uh, first of all, he's the saint of the media. Really, he was ahead of an ahead of our times. I mean, he was the one with the printing press and was able to get the word out really before people uh, at that time realized the importance of the mass media, the print media and everything else. The other thing which is important is throughout his life, I mean, there was all these challenges and he really trusted in the providence of God and Our Lady to get through it. And for example, the reason it's called Two Crowns is when he was a child, Two Crowns, Our Lady presented him two crowns, one of charity and one of martyrdom. Uh, one of purity and one of martyrdom, and then he chose both, you know. he uh, <laughs> And so throughout throughout the, the, his life, he was always um, looking for those two crowns, and the providence of Our Lady and our Lord got him through all these dark all these dark places, yeah. all these dark places that he's got to go through. Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer, and you have uh, an interview uh, uh, with one of the, uh, the the men who was in Auschwitz with him. Uh, tell us about that and how that plays into the the, the, the film about Maximilian Kolbe. Well, yeah, so at the end of his life, he uh, a commandant, the SS officer, uh, some prisoners escaped, and what happened was they chose 10 from the camp because of these prisoners and to die. And so what happened was um, this other prisoner was chosen who has, uh, who's got children and a wife. And so Maximilian Kobe stepped out of the line and said, I will take the prisoner's place. And he did. And so the, the interview is with the person that uh, survived because of him, you know? So, and there's a lot of things in the film that people don't realize is the prophetic nature of Maximilian Kobe. Um, and I think that they will be very inspired when they, if they come out on Monday, October 26th, the one night only phantom events, and, uh, they will be very inspired to, in this time of darkness to really see how St. Maximilian Kobe was able to survive all the things around him. He survived Auschwitz. He survived the Nazis there and, um, uh, to be able to go through and be able to, uh, survive it into the next life with hope. 
Yeah, amen. He was canonized 1982 by Pope St. John Paul II. Uh, he's the martyr of charity. Uh, John Paul II declared him the patron saint of our difficult century. And so, uh, you know, we need a, a patron saint of this difficult year of 2020, and he would be a great one for that. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, with things that are going on, we don't know what's next. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Keeps us on our toes. Oscar, is this uh, in theaters? Is it stream? Is it both? No, it's in theaters. In theaters. In theaters right now. Theaters. Okay. Just one night only in theaters. So, again, check your local listings, and um, I think that uh, you'll be very inspired. And the people, we need something like these type of uh, films to really inspire us to keep going. And, and seeing these lives of these saints, I think, really helps us to get reanimated because we know everywhere, as you said, very... Uh, prophetically, 2020, it's not been a great year. <laughs> For sure. There's a scene, there's a part of the trailer where he's, I guess, talking to some of his uh, brother uh, uh, priors about um, going out to China and India and, and Japan, and they say, do you speak the language? No. Do you have any money? No. Uh, he was not a guy uh, afraid to take risks, was he, For to spread the gospel? Oh, really? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Again, if you have Our Lady in our heart and you really trust and consecrate ourselves to her and you really, you know, we're, we're hers. So what I mean, so she's got an obligation to take care of us. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do what you want me to do. So, you know, you make it happen. And that's kind of like a surrender, almost like a surrender to the providence of Our Lady and our Lord. And I think that's what we need now because we really, it's everywhere you turn, there is an obstacle or roadblocks, but, you know, our Lord and Lady have got this figured out for us, you know, if we really trust in them. Amen. That's a great way to close out uh, the interview and the show as well. Uh, Oscar Delgado, associate producer of Two Crowns, The Amazing Story of Maximilian Colby. This is a one-night-only release, Monday, October 26th, uh, which is this coming Monday. And please go to twocrownsmovie.com, twocrownsmovie.com, and you can find out all the information about that. Uh, Oscar, Thanks so much uh, for spending some time with us this morning. I really appreciate the information. I hope uh, thousands and thousands will take us up on our offer to go see this movie. That would be great. God bless. Thank you. All right. Uh, Okay, thanks so much. All right. Did we give away all the all movies? All 10, exactly. Oh, exactly. Away. Again, are gone. Okay. Just finished my last call. So It would be nice to get them all on the air, but it just wasn't practical. It wasn't. Right? It yeah. wasn't. But yeah. I think you had some good comments come through. And my um, mom was the first. Yes, she was the very first okay. one. Okay. Any other relatives call in? or? Uh, no, but Annette Kearns from the pro-life, oh, uh, yeah. pro-life yeah. community came <laughs> called in, so that was nice. I consider, you know. Yeah, she's yeah, kind of like a Sister in Christ. You know, they right. all are. They all are. <laughs> brothers and sisters in Christ. So. All right, so we're going to talk more about this in the after show. We we covered a lot of ground. I mean, from Steve Ray and one issue voting to the debates and to Pope Francis. Two movies. Two movies. Yeah. <laughs> Is your head spinning? Yes. <laughs> all right. It's all good. And, we'll, and we're going to replay the Gilligan's Island all right. thing. All right. So that'll, that'll drive everybody to our Facebook of page. Of course. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a great weekend. God bless you. And uh, well, don't forget, Monday, Joe and the team, same time, Jaron Live Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening to GRN Alive from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. For more faith, fun, and facts, join our email list. Just text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's GRN to the number 42828. 
and may your Friday be filled with the joy of the Lord. Blessed be God, blessed be his holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be his most sacred heart, blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.